1420 WBSM presents Ray Lance of the USA Wealth Group. It's time to get your finances in order. MoneyWise starts now. Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome once again to MoneyWise with the Money Guys. And thank you so much for being here. And good morning to Peter Lance. Good morning, Pete. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. And I'd like to say a special good morning to Charlotte Lance. Good morning, Charlotte. Hi. Or we like to call you something else sometimes besides Charlotte. What do we call you, Charlotte? Charlie. Charlie. Which do you like better? Do you like Charlotte or do you like Charlie? Charlie. Charlie, okay. And can you tell everybody how old you are, Charlie? Seven years old. Seven years old. What grade in school are you? Second. Second grade? Now, are you able to go to school right now, or do you have to do school from a computer at home? Um, I go in school, and then I'm out of school. It's every other day. Every other day. Okay. It sure is a tough time, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yep. And did you know that when you're talking on a radio microphone, people can't hear you when you shake your head? Did you know that? <laughs> uh, she's laughing and smiling. <laughs> Well, Charlie is very charming, and I think if anybody could see her, they would be smiling right now. So thank you for saying hello on our radio show, Charlie. I appreciate that. Say goodbye to everyone. Bye. Goodbye. We'll so, we'll talk to you again soon, okay? She's my Charlie Bean. I've called her that since she was very, very young, my Charlie Bean. Well, today we're going to be talking about uh, protecting children and protecting grandchildren like Charlie and protecting your family and... Gosh, there's a lot of things you need to think about today in protecting your family. I was going to say that's the main reason I have life insurance is what was just sitting in my lap a minute ago. Oh, yeah. She's very special. You know, we have to take care of our family. We have to take care of our friends. We have to take care of our listeners. And we like to think that everybody listening is part of one big family. We get a lot of compliments uh, periodically, don't we, Pete, from people who listen to the show every week. We do. We've had some people who have been listening all eight and a half years. It's crazy. And, uh, you know, a lot of people really do seem to enjoy the show. So we're grateful for you and thank you for listening. I'd also just like to mention, even though it was uh, three days ago, I'd like to just wish my mother a very happy birthday. Happy birthday, Mom. Love you. Well, that's nice. You know, people think that insurance might be a complicated thing. I guess in some ways it might be, Pete. But you know what? There's a lot we have to talk about today. We've got a four-page, single-space, detailed outline of things that we would like to teach everyone listening today about life insurance. It's more interesting than you think, and let's begin really quickly by saying, Pete, why do people need life insurance? Well, there's a whole bunch of reasons. I mean, people use life insurance for a lot more than just protecting their loved ones, but that would be the primary reason, I would say. Uh, People can also use life insurance as a tool Uh, either for college savings or for retirement savings, Um, you know, protecting business interests, protecting, uh, you know, business partners against one each other, against each uh, each other. There's all kinds of different reasons for life insurance, and there's all types of different life insurances. Well, I guess the most important thing is that you need to have cash in your hands when you need to have cash in your hands. Yep. And life insurance is a good way to provide cash for people when it's needed the most. So certainly if you have children... And if you have somebody as beautiful and young and sweet as Charlie, you need to have life insurance. Because if something happens to the main breadwinner, how do they pay for their food? How do they pay for the dog food? How do they pay for their books for school? How do they pay for new clothes in the fall if they want to go to school? And pony camp. And pony camp or whatever it happens to be. (laughs) It costs money to live today. And... If you have children and you don't have life insurance, then maybe you ought to think about it because life insurance is very, very important to help take care of people like children. Well, you should do more than just think about it. If you've got children or if your children have, you know, children and you know that they don't have life insurance or the proper amount of life insurance, it's not just, you know, you should think about it. You should do something about it. You should act on it Um, because unfortunately... You know, it's it's not good enough to just say, you know, it's on my list. It's on my to-do list. You really need to take action. You're you're you know you're missing a, a big component in your um, financial future, your children's financial future. What happens 
if something happens to you? Well, there was an article in the Wall Street Journal just two days ago, as a matter of fact, that said during the time of pandemic, there's record sales taking place in life insurance. Suddenly people are aware of their own mortality or they know somebody who's sick or they know somebody perhaps who's died and they're suddenly aware that they should have life insurance. Well, we have a lot of people who come into the office and they may meet with, you know, my mother, attorney, Tiny Lance, or attorney Mike Coleman and finally get around to doing an estate plan or a will even uh, that they've known they've needed to do for a long time and they feel such relief instead of, you know, angst and like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about the inevitable, which is my passing eventually. They finally feel like they have done something they've been needing to do for a long time, and that's the same thing with life insurance. Well, the other time you need life insurance, um, you might not necessarily need life insurance if you're single and you don't have any unusual debts, but what if you are a recent college graduate, for example, maybe you're starting your first job, but when you left college, you left college with some student loans, school loans, and guess who typically is going to be a co-signer on those student loans with you? Your parents. Yep. And so if something happens to you, you're a young person, you think, I don't need life insurance, but you should die. Guess who's going to end up paying for your student loans? Your parents, if they co-sign for you. Yeah, I mean, really at any age, you should have some type of life insurance, whether it's to protect young children before uh, they are off on their own, uh, whether it's to protect a spouse um, at any age. Uh, because, you know, if you leave the earth uh, suddenly and unexpectedly, most likely they're going to be living a very different lifestyle. They're not going to have the money to pay their rent or their mortgage or whatever. Um, so really every single time of your life you should be looking at life insurance. Sure. Maybe you're married. Maybe you're married recently and then you went out and bought a first house together. And there's a mortgage on the house. Wouldn't it be nice if you had mortgage that would pay off mortgage insurance that would pay off the mortgage if something happened to either one of you? Yep, and there, and we'll get into this later. Um, but there's many different types of insurance. I'm sure most people know the the basic between term and whole life, but we'll get into all of that later on. Yeah, let's get into some of the reasons we don't. Nobody knows when they're going to die. We just don't. Funerals themselves are expensive. A typical funeral, unless you're being cremated is going to cost $10,000 or more. Who's going to pay for that if you don't have money? What if you are uh, the primary caregiver for either someone disabled in your family or even your parents and something happens to you? Well, are your parents or your uh, disabled sibling maybe going to be able to take care of themselves without you around and, and without your support, your financial support? Well, the bottom line is that, you know, death is a serious event in anyone's life. It doesn't matter who it is. And that's bad enough, but what would be worse is if you've left behind a pile of debts. So if you have insurance, that can be used to take care of the debts. So it makes financial sense. Life insurance, uh, and we're going to talk about the different types, as Peter just mentioned. There's also key employee insurance. Um, there's also, as I mentioned at the very beginning, um, what happens if you are in business with someone and all of a sudden... Uh, that partner passes away? You know, are you protected? Are they protected? Well, a lot of things are part of your financial plan. You want to make sure you're saving money for retirement. You want to make sure you have an emergency fund. But a, a very important, a very significant part of financial planning is to make sure you have some kind of life insurance for whatever your needs are. And as what I said earlier, two more uh, reasons. We've talked about this in the past. Uh, another big reason for life insurance is you can give more to your family, to your estate when you're gone, and also more to a charity, which we've discussed in the past, using life insurance to leave a, a bigger legacy. Yeah, it can be a very good tool. And we've talked about this a couple of times when if you are supporting a church or a charity and you think that's an important part of what you do and helping to take care of other people, then that maybe will stop in the event of your death. But if you've got life insurance then that's a way that your legacy can continue. Mostly it's going to give you peace of mind. Now, one of the things we can do here, uh, Pete, and we do it all the time, is we sit down with people and we evaluate what is your income. Are you in a two-income family? You've got a husband and wife both working. What happens if one of you should no longer be in the picture and you have to support a mortgage or you have to pay other bills? Life insurance is 
probably the only way that you can make sure that there's a source of income that's going to continue. And um, <clears throat> let's talk about some of the different types of life insurance. So the simplest kind of uh, life insurance, obviously, is term insurance. The term insurance, it's very important. It's also much less expensive than anything else. Uh, that's why if you have you know young children who are not off on their own yet, you should absolutely have at least a term life insurance policy. Uh, it's really a lot less money than you think. And basically what it is is most term policies are 20 years. Uh, they can be shorter. Um, they can but, also be 30 years, too. Yeah, they can also be longer. Uh, and you pay a premium either monthly or quarterly or annually. And at the end of those 20 years, hopefully you're still around. But in the meantime, you have provided 20 years of security for your your children and your spouse. And then you have no premiums left over, no cash left over. Uh, so you've basically been paying for something that you didn't need, but congratulations, you're alive. Yeah, that's one, would, one uh, good way to look at it, I guess. Um, so if you think about the different types of life insurance, let's just talk for a second about who are the parties to a life insurance policy. First of all, you have the owner, and often the person who's the insured, whose life is being insured, uh, will be the owner, but it doesn't have to be that way. It could be somebody else. It can be uh, a cross-ownership policy. If you're in business, you might want to have an insurance policy on two partners, for example, one on each of their lives, and maybe they own the policy on each other. That's called cross-ownership. Or if you have a buy-sell agreement, which we can help you work out in a business, let's say you've got three brothers in a company and one of them should die. What happens to the value of that person's interest? Is the business going to have to get sold to pay out one-third of the value of the business to the surviving spouse? We don't want that to happen. Well, life insurance is a way to make sure that doesn't happen. So you always have the person called the insured. You also have the owner, and then you have the beneficiary. I just had a meeting a little while ago with a gentleman who wants to name his wife as his main beneficiary, but then he wants to have two children as contingent beneficiaries. And then if something happens to one of them before him, let's say his wife dies first and one of his children does, then he wants the share that would otherwise go to his daughter, for example, to go to her children. So you can name multiple levels of beneficiaries. And you can change the beneficiaries at any time. Um, there's also other ways that um, the policy can be held. They can be held in a trust. Um, we talk a lot about irrevocable life insurance trusts. Um, it's not for everybody, but um, it's certainly a useful tool for many people. Uh, we're going to get more into that later. Uh, so we've talked about um, the main components of the life insurance, the policyholder or owner. Let's talk about insurability for a minute. Not everybody can qualify to get a life insurance policy. No, not at all. And obviously, the older you get, uh, the less likely that you're going to qualify or qualify at a good premium. It'll cost more money. It's always uh, best to do it now and not wait any longer. However, life insurance overall has gone down, the cost of life insurance, because people are living longer. By Science the way, and you probably don't get a card in the mail, but I get cards in the mail every once in a while that says, guaranteed we can get you $25,000 worth of life insurance. Oh, no, I get them all the time. And if you do the math on that, you look to see what it costs at your particular age, I can tell you for sure that we can show you how to get life insurance much less expensively. Absolutely. I mean, those flyers are out there for a reason. Um, you know, work with somebody who you can actually sit across the table from and, and know your options and, and really get into the details. We'll help you out. Um, I, I've mentioned this several times on the radio before. I've had many people who have told me, you know, dad isn't doing well. Um, we don't have any money for his, uh, his funeral and burial. Um, is there any way that we could get life insurance for him now? And I mean, the obvious answer is unfortunately no. So that's why it's important to Everybody should have life insurance, like I said, at every moment of their life, and everybody should have at least a twenty, twenty-five thousand dollar burial policy. Let's mention something really quickly about insurability once again, though. You don't have to be in perfect health to get life insurance. 
You can have had medical conditions. You can have had a heart attack. You've been hospitalized for cancer and had cancer treatment. You just have to have been cured of the cancer and maybe haven't had cancer treatment for a number of years. Yep, I've gotten um, people insured before who have had heart attacks and who have had cancer. Um, so it's not something that is, you know, you're, you're out of luck. But you, you might pay a little bit more, right? You correct. Might be, you might get a rating. It's called a rating, yeah, like a table rating is what they call it. So don't assume, ladies and gentlemen, just because you might have had some medical condition in the past that you're not going to be able to collect or, or, or qualify for life insurance because you, you certainly may. And then um, the underwriting process, one thing I'll actually mention is whenever I quote somebody, I always quote them at uh, standard. I never try to quote people as a, a, a premium um, type of person, uh, above standard essentially. And unless somebody is you know, telling me that they have a bunch of health problems or if they you know, are you know, 50 or 100 pounds overweight, then I might tell them, I'm not going to quote you as standard. I'll, I'll quote you as something slightly lower. So that way, when the quotes come back from underwriting, the the quote is going to be very real to what I um, um, quoted you at, because there's some agents who will quote everybody uh, at a at a premium, saying that they're super fit, and basically some of these people have to be, you know, triathletes with you know 10% body fat uh, in order to qualify at that rate. But by the time you're all said and done, now you're locked in, and the agent says, oh well, now the rates are going to be slightly higher than I quoted you. I don't think that's fair. I think that's really awful to try to suck somebody in by quoting them something that's not going to be realistic when underwriting is finished. So we can give you ideas on insurability. We can give you ideas on what it might cost to get insurance. So that's the next. I will will say very quickly that uh, going through the underwriting process, it can be a simplified process or it can be more detailed depending upon the amount of insurance you're looking to, to get. Underwriting could be as simple as answering just a couple of questions. Or it could be more complicated and require you to do, you know, a medical exam, uh, which can be done, by the way, in our own office. So um, I'm just all of a sudden thinking you haven't done any quotes yet. That's very odd, odd for you, Dad. Well, but- Susie Orman once said, if a child, a spouse, a life partner, or a parent depends on you and your income, you need life insurance. I don't normally like a lot of things that she says, but that one's good. Um, just to go back on the underwriting a little bit more... Uh, underwriting is, again, either very basic and you don't even have to um, have any type of a medical exam. Um, it depends on your age. depends on how much life insurance you're looking for. If it's a minimal amount and you're young, uh, they may simply uh, approve it. They may just want to take a look at your doctor's records, which you don't have to do at all. We sign an authorization for the underwriter to just call up your doctor and get that information. Um if you're older or if you're looking for uh, an unusually high amount, then yes, um, almost certainly you'll have to have some type of a medical exam. That can and be done. doesn't have to be done by a doctor. It can be done by a paramed person. It's, it's always done by a paramed person, and they can do it at your place of business. They can come to your home. Yep. You can have them come to our office. We've had it that done. It takes five minutes. Yep. So they simply draw a little blood. Um, they check your blood pressure. They ask you a couple questions, and you're on your way. It's five minutes. Peter, did you ever hear of Woody Allen? Uh, yes. So Woody Allen once said, Mia, there are worse things in life than death. Have you ever spent an evening with an insurance salesman? <laughs> you know, we just had Groundhog Day recently, and I'm thinking... I, I watched the movie. Is that your first time watching it? <laughs> no, no, I've seen it before. No. I, I, I I've seen wa- it before. I usually watch it this and time. And I've seen it before. <laughs> Thank you. Ned? Ned Ryerson? <laughs> Um, I was just thinking of the insurance guy, <laughs> poor Bill Murray. If, if nobody's seen the movie, Bill Murray lives every single day exactly the same, basically. He wakes up and it's the same day for everybody else except for him. He knows that he's gone through multiple, multiple days and he keeps running into this old classmate who's an insurance salesman trying to sell him insurance. <laughs> well, we don't operate that way. We'll sit down with you and explain the different kinds of insurance and look at your budget and see what you might be able to afford. But I want to comment quickly on the cost. So I've mentioned this before, but I think it's worth mentioning right now. Um, We did a term life insurance for a 20-year period for Peter's wife uh, for a million dollars, and it's like $760 a year, something like that. 
We did a policy on Peter's life for a million dollars. It's term insurance for a 20-year period. That was done three or four years ago. And his is about sixteen or $1,700 a year because although he's the same age, Men have shorter life expectancies and do riskier things than women do. So I qualified for preferred plus, though. I know, but the fact is men do riskier things than women do. So Riskier or stupider? Well, I didn't say that because I'm in that persuasion myself. But uh, there's an unknown quotation I want to give you, too. It says, insurance is the only product that both the seller and the buyer hope is never actually used because we all want to live as long as we can. It's there for protection. Everything we do in our office is designed to protect people. The law firm does things to protect people from having to go through probate and to make sure that their assets go where they want to go. You can give Lancelar a call anytime at 508-998-8800. We work as a team here. Part of our team is that we have a company that does financial services and financial planning, and we help people with insurance. Basically, we want to protect people, don't we? That's all we do is show people how they can do a better job of protecting their family and do it as inexpensively as possible. Protecting themselves, their families, their assets. Yep. Well, uh, let's come back to the specifics of insurance. We talked a little bit about underwriting. It's not a difficult process. It can take a little bit of time, so don't think that you can walk into in office and say, I want to buy insurance today for X dollars. It can take a couple of weeks. It can take a couple of months, depending upon whether you have to go through more details and underwriting. So you have to plan ahead a little bit if you're going to do insurance, don't you, Pete? You do. And the application, you know, it's not short by any means. It's it's somewhat lengthy, but I take care of doing all that. I simply ask you questions, oftentimes just over the phone. You know, it's all the basic things. How many uh, are you a smoker? If you quit, how long ago did you quit? If you are still smoking, how many you know cigarettes a day do you smoke? How many drinks a day or a week do you have? Um, are you planning on going you know skydiving or you know paracording or anything like that? So just basic questions like that. But you have to be one thing very important when you do an insurance application. You have to be honest, don't you? You do, and the reason why is because if you are applying for a policy that's going to uh, incur a little bit more of underwriting where the underwriter is going to reach out to your doctor and you say, oh, no, I'm perfectly fine, never had any problems, and your doctor says, well, two years ago they had, you know... uh, Gallbladder removed. Whatever, anything. I mean, uh, we've seen all kinds of things, obviously. Then the underwriter is going to come back and either reject you or uh, give you a higher rating. Um, And it'll delay the process. But the other thing that's even more important is if you lie on an application and say, no, no, I don't go scuba diving ever, I'm not planning to, and then six months later you're scuba diving and you die in a scuba diving accident, the policy might not pay out. Yep, it would be an exclusion possibly then. So there's also something called the MIB, the Mortgage Insurance Bureau. Men in Black. And they keep track when people apply for life insurance If you applied for life insurance and you had some medical condition and you were denied life insurance, that would get reported to the mortgage um, MIB. I messed you up by saying men in black. Yes, you did. Uh, Mortgage Insurance Bureau. No, it's the Medical Insurance Bureau. Medical Insurance Bureau. And uh, that that would be on your record. So when you apply for new insurance, they have a right to look at your doctor's records and they have a right to look at the Medical Insurance Bureau records. So you can't lie on an application. And it does take a little bit of time. So the important point here is um, I don't want anybody to think that you can just make an appointment, come in and say, yep, let's start insurance right this minute. I'd like to get it in place because I'm going to go travel. Yeah, and it can be done faster than um, some, but some take a little bit longer. It depends on how much you're looking for and what type of insurance and everything. So how much insurance should people get, Pete? What should the face amount be or the death benefit amount be? Uh, It should be a minimum of three years of your annual salary. Um, that's what I typically recommend. If you're already retired, then it should be for the amount of any outstanding debt that you may have, whether it's you know uh, $20,000 left on an auto loan or you know $150,000 left on a mortgage. So it should it should basically be enough to cover your loved ones for three years of your salary, 
um, or at least eliminate the debt that you may have. Let's come back for a minute to what you were just saying about covering your mortgage. Wouldn't it be a nice thing to think about this? Husband and wife have a house, they have a mortgage, and they've got two sources of income coming in to pay the mortgage. Wouldn't it be nice to have an insurance policy on each person's life so that if one of them should die, there's enough money to pay off the mortgage so the surviving spouse doesn't have to sell the house and move out? That's the ideal, and there is an insurance. It's not as popular as it was, and I still don't like it as much as just a regular term or whole life policy. Um, There is a mortgage insurance, and basically it goes down. The amount of the benefit of the the death benefit goes down every year uh, based on how much your mortgage is going down. But I still, it's a little bit... um, Sometimes it's called credit life insurance. Yeah, I don't like it as much as just a regular... Or it could be reducing term insurance. Yeah, exactly. I I just like a a traditional whole life or term policy. Uh, Pay off your debt. Give some extra for funeral and burial and, you know, maybe some some extra funds for your loved ones. So um, pretty much we've talked about term insurance. And term insurance is for a specific term. It does go away. And uh, typically after the term, you don't want to keep it in force because it becomes very expensive. It does have the lowest premiums initially, and it might fit into the budget of a younger person better. Um, It can pay off things like cars, houses, uh, in case of an early death. And some of those policies will also have a clause in them that will allow you to convert it to a permanent insurance later most do and again a lot of agents will try to you know sell you on something that they say is guaranteed renewable well it may be renewable but at what expense you know maybe you're paying um a thousand bucks a year for you know a a million dollar policy and at the end of 20 years great it's guaranteed renewable but now it's ten thousand dollars a year but let me tell you why it might be more important to think about at least investigating whether your term policy is going to have a clause that will allow you to convert into permanent insurance without further evidence of being insurable. That's an important feature because let's say you have a 20-year term policy, but 15 years into the policy, all of a sudden you're diagnosed with something that would not allow you to have insurance of any kind going forward, but you still want to maintain insurance. Now you could take that policy and you can convert it into a permanent life insurance policy without having to go through any further medical questions or medical exams. It allows you to keep it in force. So that can be a very important uh, feature. And so term insurance, um, there's one other kind of term insurance that I want to mention that's important. People say, well, gee, if I pay out money for term insurance um, and I never die during that period, that means I've spent all that premium money for nothing. And there are policies, there's one with a company called Kansas City Life that we've done some business with, that if you get the end of the term and you have not um, passed away and the term policy is going to end, it will refund you all the premiums that you paid over that time period. And some people will like that because it means that you haven't just paid the money out for nothing, you're going to get your money back. What it also means is you're going to pay a little bit more for the premium as you're going along. But it's a nice feature. Um, let's talk about a different kind of insurance, Pete, like either whole life insurance or universal insurance. Well, whole life is the next most basic life insurance, if you will. Uh, but it's just that. It's for your whole life. Um, you can pay a whole life policy all the way up until age 90, 95, 100, or your entire life, even if you live to 105. I mean, mm-hmm. it depends on how the policy is written, so you got to be careful with that as well. But whole life is just that. It's for your whole life. It will pay out at some point as long as you either, A, continue paying the premiums until you are no longer here, or if you pay something which I like a little bit better, which is, um, you know, I like to say payable until I retire at age 65 or a 20 pay. So if you're 40, you're going to pay for 20 years, and at 60, that policy is now paid up, but now it's with you for life. And it also builds up cash value, and that's really important as well because you can use that cash if you need to. Um, and the cash value can increase depending on the type of policy. Um, But then you get into the more complex life insurances, which is the universal life, the index universal life, the variable universal life. So there's a whole lot more. Those policies are um, 
they're more specific to certain people and certain people's goals. Um, that goes, it goes a little bit more into just protecting your family. It goes more into investments. Um, and those accounts can actually grow the cash value much larger than a traditional whole life policy. So let me mention that life insurance is not a simple thing, but it doesn't have to be unusually complicated for you when you're thinking about it. You don't want to buy something that's too expensive. You don't want to buy something that's too cheap and doesn't cover your needs. There's term insurance, whole life insurance, universal life insurance, indexed universal life, variable universal life. There can be joint and survivor life insurance if you want a policy on two people's lives. Um, there's all kinds of ways to design a policy, aren't there, Pete? There sure are. And as I like to say, um, every single person that I sit across from, that my dad sits across from, everybody's got a different story to tell. Everybody's got different goals uh, and assets. And, and it's really every single type of life insurance policy is, is different for different people. So we can sit with you and, and whether it's something that you're looking to create a bigger legacy, create more retirement assets for yourself, or just simply protect your loved ones. There's a life insurance policy for you, I promise you. Here's, here's one example. Let's say you, you didn't want to have to pay premiums for the rest of your life because you say, you know, at some point in time I want to retire and I don't want to have the obligation to continue to pay life insurance premiums. So you can do a life insurance policy that's guaranteed for your entire life no matter how long you live but you're only going to have to pay premiums for 10 years or 20 years. Uh, I, and that's what I like to do. That's what I was just saying before is I like to try to, you know, get the policies to be done. I mean, the fully, policies, the premiums to be done. Fully paid up. Fully paid up by the time that you're retired or slightly thereafter because you don't want to be in your 80s worrying about, well, i got to make my life insurance premium payment. So we can help you with that as well. Um, so many different ways it can be structured, as you just said, Dad. And you can have um, policies that are guaranteed that the premiums will never increase in value. There's also other things that we do often, which is if somebody has a very old life insurance policy, some of those policies may have been built differently, and the cash value just isn't growing the way that it really should be. So we can do, uh, or, or in another situation, I'll explain in just a minute, in that situation, if somebody's paying a decent premium for maybe not a lot of insurance and the cash value just isn't there, we can do a 1035 exchange to a new life insurance policy. What does 1035 exchange mean? It's just a tax-free exchange from one policy to another, so there's no tax implications. So that refers to a section of the Internal Revenue Code that allows you to take one policy and exchange it tax-free without any tax consequences into another policy. Right. And so... In some cases, we have done that and gotten people a higher death benefit. Um, maybe their cash value is going to grow a little bit faster, a little bit better than it was before. Some people are tired of paying their life insurance premiums, but they still want to have a life insurance policy. So we've done a 1035 exchange to a paid-up single premium policy using the cash value that they currently have in their old policy. Um, so there's so many different things that we can do to help. Do you know one of the biggest benefits of life insurance policies in general, Pete? Uh, I'm going to jump ahead just for one second and say one quick thing about taxes, and then we'll talk about it a little bit more in detail in a few minutes. Life insurance death benefits uh, proceeds when the person gets them, that's not income taxable. It's never income taxable to the person who gets the money. Yeah, no, that's a, a huge, great point of life insurance. It's I mean, tax-free money to your loved ones is huge. So let me jump back for just a minute. Um, as we're talking about, there are many different ways to design life insurance. It's complicated. Hopefully you can learn a few points from what we're talking about today. Um, if you're younger, generally you might be better off with term insurance because it's going to be less expensive and you're going to get immediate protection, especially if you have young children. Alternatively, you may want to have a term insurance policy because it's cheap and you can buy a larger death benefit with it. But you might want to also start building some permanent insurance, whole life insurance or universal life insurance. And the reason for that might be because you want to build some cash value. And then later when you go to retire, you can pull the cash value out and you can borrow the money from your policy 
and use it to fund, partially fund retirement. And again, it's not going to be taxable income. Normally, if you have a life insurance policy and you do build up cash value in it and you want to take the money out, if you just take the money out, it's going to be taxable income. But if you borrow the money from the insurance company instead against your cash value, that's a loan. It's not taxable. Yeah, and it never has to be paid back. Uh, You don't have to pay it back. It just reduces the death benefit later. So there's lots of interesting ways to structure policy. Another thing that's interesting about the different types of life insurance is, God, there's so many different types. It's it's really, we could probably do two or three shows on this. There's all kinds of what's called riders that you can include uh, with uh, life insurance. And one of the best ones right now, um, there used to be a real popularity in long-term care insurance. And unfortunately, a lot of people who had these policies didn't read the fine print, didn't know that there was fine print that said that they could either increase the premiums, the life insurance companies could increase the premiums or reduce your de- your uh, your benefits for being in the nursing home. And they did that basically across the board. So, so let me just clarify one little thing. A long-term care policy is designed to cover you if you needed long-term care. Sometimes it could be used to help take care of you at home with caregivers coming in, or it could also be used to fund the cost of a nursing home if you had to go to a nursing home. Right. So th- they become very expensive, haven't they? That's the problem is that now long-term care insurance is really way too expensive for most people. But there's what's called a rider with a lot of life insurance policies now where you can actually have some uh, payments go towards you know staying at home and getting, and getting um, some uh, help from people at home, care, care provider, providers at home, or if you have to go to a nursing home. And let me, let me amplify that just a little bit. So in other words, now what you can do is you can have a regular life insurance policy that pays off a death benefit when you die. But in the meantime, before you die, if you have to go to a nursing home, if you have this living benefit rider on your life insurance policy, you can actually pull money out of your life insurance policy and use that money to pay for long-term care, nursing home care, and so forth. And again, it will reduce the death benefit, but at least it will protect you um, from having to go out of pocket to pay for uh, being in a nursing home or home care. So that has like a double benefit if you think about it, Pete, because what it means is that, gee, if you had to go to a nursing home and you didn't want to spend all the money, you could pull it out of your life insurance policy. And uh, on the other hand, if you didn't need it, it's going to pay off a death benefit when you die. So that can be a great way to buy insurance today. I want to give you a quotation from Mark Twain. He said, I did not attend his funeral, but I wrote a nice letter saying I approved it. You like that one, Pete? Very nice. Or how about this one? This is a little nicer in tone. Mark Twain, let us endeavor so to live that when we come to die, even the undertaker will be sorry. Very nice. That's a little nicer tone. (laughs) Well, how about this one from Clarence Darrow? This is a little bit similar. I never wanted to see anybody die, but there are a few obituaries notices I have read with pleasure. Clarence Darrow was a famous uh, trial lawyer. Um, One other interesting thing for those of you listening, for anyone who may be going to college anytime uh, in the next year, 10 years, 20 years, is the cash value in a life insurance policy does not have to be reported on a FAFSA form. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, that's interesting, too, because that means you could borrow money from your life insurance policy and use it to pay for uh, college expenses. Yep, exactly. It's just another, um, you know, possible solution for some of you with young children, you know, to maybe put some life insurance on your children um, and have that cash value go towards some college planning as well. So I want to mention, Pete, that uh, one of the things that we have at USA Wealth Group is we have a number of very useful pieces of information we're happy to provide people. Uh, We don't make it a practice to give them all out at once, but um, we have the Savvy Parents Guide to Cutting College Costs. We have Key Tax Changes. We have the Baby Boomers Guide to Social Security. And we have... Several other things. Let's see. This one is, oops, that's the same one. We have a 2021 tax summary that just came in that's very interesting. This came in from one of the insurance companies that we do business with. So if you'd like one of these tax guides or college cost-cutting guides or social security guides, 
give a call to 508-998-8858 and say, I'd love to get one of those guides if you could send it. There is no obligation. We're happy to provide it to you. Yep, we can mail it to you or you can come by and pick it up. We'll have somebody run it out to your car if you want to do that as well. So, Pete, we've talked a little bit about why insurance is important. It's hard to give information over the radio about how much insurance you should have. We can talk about that a little bit. And we've talked about some of the different types of insurance. Um, If you're really wealthy, it's possible to actually finance the premiums to pay for the life insurance. Yeah, premium financing for very large policies. I know people that have had very large policies. They also have a good net worth. And they've used their net worth and their credit basically to fund a loan to pay for the premiums for the insurance. It's a way of making yourself even richer. Yeah, and again, uh, don't wait until it's too late. I know of so many people who are blue-collar people who passed away without any life insurance with young ones they've left behind. I know uh, people who were very wealthy and had no life insurance and left loved ones with you know, maybe assets but uh, not really covering a lot of the debt. Um, it's really sad when you see it. And don't let that happen to you, your, your loved ones, basically. Um, there's solutions. And so we can sit down with you. We can review your income, your assets, and we can help you answer the question of how much insurance do you need and then what are the best types of insurance that you might need to get. Um, have you ever dealt with a rated policy before, Pete, when somebody does have medical issues? Yeah, uh, I think... You know, table four, table five is about as high as I've seen get um, get approved. Basically, it's uh, preferred. Uh, preferred plus is the absolute highest. Preferred is the next. Then you've got standard, and then from there it goes basically uh, down to you know rated, which means. Uh, table one, table two, and and so on. And it doesn't mean that you're not going to be approved. It just means that because of some health issues or maybe because you're a smoker, and there is actually a standard non-tobacco and the standard tobacco. So, you know, if you're a smoker or tobacco user, you're going to pay more, but you can still get insured. By the way, you can even sell a life insurance policy. Let's say you have a life insurance policy on your life, and you don't think you're going to need that as an asset but you need some cash, you need some money, uh, there are companies that we can put you in touch with that will actually buy your life insurance policy. It's, it sounds a little bit ghoulish in a way because they don't make money until you die. And No, but it's a big business, and there's actually other companies out there that is even, you know, that's even more ghoulish because they're really profiting um, on the fact that somebody's going to be passing away with the life insurance policy, and it's called a viatical settlement. And basically, if somebody has a terminal illness, they can sell their life insurance policy to a third party for less than the death benefit, um, you know, if they need money for care or whatever. And unfortunately, it is a big business, viatical settlements. So um, if you have an older policy, we've done this in a number of times. Let me tell you a couple of stories here, Pete. Um, I have a client who came in, he had a $75,000 policy. This is a true story. He had a reasonable amount of cash built up in the policy. He was in his 50s. I think he had like $25,000 of cash built up over the years. And we were able to take that policy with that cash value, and he was still paying life insurance premiums as well. We exchanged it in one of these so-called tax-free exchanges to a brand new policy for $150,000. So we took him from a $75,000 policy that he was still making premium payments on, exchanged it into a $150,000 death benefit policy. We used the cash value that was in his existing policy to pay for it, and it was a fully paid-up policy with no more premium payments to pay. So we doubled his death benefit and no additional out-of-pocket costs for him. I don't think that we're going to get through even half of what we have to talk about. I'm just looking ahead, and I'm, you know, another important one that we've we've used in the past is uh, there's some people who have to take their IRA required minimum distributions, and they don't want to take the money. Well, sometimes they'll take it and they'll put it into a smaller life insurance policy. Use those use those RMDs as premiums to pay for a life insurance policy. Just because you're taking required minimum distributions doesn't mean you're too old to get life insurance. Yep, and so let me um, embellish that just a little bit. 
let's say you're required to take uh, $5,000 from your minimum distribution. You don't really need the money. Well, you got to pay some taxes on it because it's a IRA distribution. So maybe you pay $1,000 in taxes. You've got $4,000 left over. Take that $4,000 and use that to fund a life insurance premium. Or reinvest it if you don't need it in another way. We can do that as well. Build up into a much larger death benefit. I've shown a lot of people how to do that. We've done that with a lot of people, uh, and um, it can be really a good thing to do. We're happy to review your existing policy. If you have some cash value in it um, and you don't know really what it's worth and what you could do with it, we can show you some things you could do with it. How about changing beneficiaries? I wonder how many people have ever taken a look at their policy to figure out who's named as the beneficiary in their policy. And what if they want to change it? What if somebody they've named as their beneficiary has passed away? Yeah, and I can't remember specifically now, but I know that there have been some famous cases where somebody had you know, an old um, ex-lover, ex-spouse, whatever, on their life insurance policy and went to the wrong person. So make sure you're up to date on all your beneficiaries, not just your life insurance policies. Yep, there have been some great Supreme Court cases on that subject. But um, we can help you with how much life insurance. You know, I have a friend who's actually down in the state of Mississippi, and we get together about once a year at an event, and he sells a fair amount of life insurance. And one of the questions he asks people all the time is, he said, suppose you were to die tonight, and you might, how is your family going to survive without you and your income? Do you have enough money left over for them to survive? And that's what he uses to talk to people about life insurance. But it's a serious, hard question, isn't it, Pete? It is. Um, And again, it's something that we can help you with. And as I said at the very beginning of the show, everybody that we help out with this, they are relieved that they have finally done this. So they're actually happy and relieved instead of thinking like, oh gosh, now it's, uh, you know, now I'm going to die now that I have a life insurance policy or you know, now I'm going to die and I'm thinking about my mortality all the time because I finally did my will or my estate plan. But that's not the case. It's it's relief that we see in these people. So my computer screen in front of me just went totally blank. And I said, oh, no, I don't know how long I should continue to talk. <laughs> I might keep talking forever. Nobody would listen. Well, I'm leaving then. <laughs> well, we've actually got about um, uh, three or four more minutes left, Pete, just to let you know. So then you can leave. You know, the fact is that everybody needs life insurance. A lot of people just don't realize that they need life insurance. So we're more than happy to do a complete review with you. If you've never done this, you should do it. If you haven't done it for a while, you should do it. You always want to make sure your beneficiaries are up to date. And again, I'm sure that you're going to do more um, quotes Um, but we didn't even get through half of this, so I don't know if we're going to do another show on life insurance because we have different um, life insurances and ways to, you know, donate to your, donate and benefit to your charities, um, calculators that we can do to um, help you figure out what kind of life insurance you need, how much, um, the entire process from start to finish about how to apply and get approved for life insurance, the taxation of life insurance, which is huge, um, uh, talking about islets that I spoke about earlier that we didn't really get a chance to get into. Um, so there's a lot more that we actually didn't even get into. Well, Mark Twain once said, the secret of getting ahead is getting started. So you need to make some decisions. So let me ask a question for Charlie, because Charlie just came back in the room. She's probably very bored. Charlie, do you think your daddy should have life insurance? Can you answer? Yes or no? <laughs> She's not going to answer. She's gone silent. She's here with a mask on. Well, Charlie, are you glad to know that your daddy has $1 million worth of life insurance? That's a lot of money, isn't it? She's not going to say not, anything. You're just not talking though, huh? <laughs> Well, she has a great smile, even under her mask, doesn't she, Pete? She's turned mute. Yeah. (laughs) But I think she's now plotting, you know. Charlie can't speak anymore. Oh, my goodness. What are we going to do? Dad, can you go up on the roof and get that branch, you know, for me off the roof now? And she's going to be thinking of all kinds of different things to have Daddy put in a dangerous situation, huh? 
A million dollars. Think of all the horses that would buy. <laughs> Charlie likes horses and and ponies, and she she has a good laugh actually. But anyway, <laughs> as we come to the end of the show, Charlie is the reason that we carry life insurance. Kids are a reason that we have life insurance. Spouses and relatives are a reason that we have life insurance. We've had clients who have gotten life insurance for their grand their grandchildren. I have a client on the vineyard who died. I did a million-dollar term policy for him, and I've mentioned this before. He was in the business of buying and selling and fixing up houses, and that's how he made his money, and the real estate market crashed. And then he got a bad disease, and he died, and the only asset that he had was the $1 million life insurance policy. And his wife came into the office from the vineyard, and uh, we helped her collect the proceeds, and she was so grateful that he had the foresight to take out the life insurance policy. So it's a very important part of anybody's estate plan. It's a very important part of your financial plan. And uh, we're happy to answer questions. We're happy to give you one of these free little brochures that we've talked about for cutting college costs, for planning Social Security, or the tax chart for the year. Give us a call, 508-998-8858. We are here to help you. And we like to think that we're sort of an extended part of your family and looking out for your interests and looking out for your benefit. So, Charlotte, thank you for being here today. Maybe if I say Charlotte, she'll say, goodbye, ladies and gentlemen. Say it. Bye. Well, I got a bye anyway. (laughs) So this is her radio debut. Uh, Peter, thank you for being here. And as always... uh, We thank you for listening, ladies and gentlemen. Stay tuned uh, to us for uh, future shows. We're going to be talking about some other things, including elder abuse. We've seen a lot happening recently with uh, scams. I know personally of somebody who just lost $1,800. I know that a gentleman who has lost $18,000. These are people in our community that I know. And we're going to be making that as a separate subject uh, very shortly. But mostly we thank you for uh, listening. We thank you for being safe. We thank you for being a part of our team here at USA Wealth Group and Lance Family Insurance Agency and Lance Law Firm. We will be on the air again with you next week.